And we are back for episode eight. This is October 16th, or as our Ag One likes to call it, the day before grades are due. So I'm going to do this assignment real quick. I am Mr. Ryan Riley, and I am with Mr. Peyton Arthur. Howdy. All right. Got that weird urban cowboy vibe going on, Mr. Arthur. Yeehaw. Yeah, I think uh, our grandparents would call that a dime store cowboy. Is that what you are, Mr. Arthur? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, the joke that no one got leads us into <laughs> Mr. Arthur. I think uh, what I heard the most, the feedback I got from last week, was that everyone was sad that you had not been to the clearance aisle at a good old fashioned Walton owned Walmart. Wally World. Wally World not from the vacation movies but we are talking about walmart the best retailer in the world um come at me amazon that's the second time i've called out amazon on this podcast be careful yeah i think that means that there's a hit on me but anyway the uh i i took it upon myself mr arthur uh no one knew i did this but i went out and i did some research for you because I want you to know what you are missing at our local Walmart, the place where if I go out the back door right now, I can see the beautiful blue right now, okay? And, and I want you to know what you're missing on that clearance aisle. There are, I, you know, I think you're going to want to rush out the door and get these things because to be honest, I did this research last night. It may already be gone. That's how the, that's how the clearance aisle works. Okay. So I don't know if you're in the market for this, but a Fram CA7640 air filter. And for those of you not familiar with the 7640 air filter, it fits select Caterpillar and Dodge engines. Um, <laughs> so if you're in the market for that, Mr. Arthur, if you bought that online like a chump, You'd be paying $41.66, but no, no, no. Not at the Walmart in beautiful Winfield. That is $3 at our Walmart. $3. $3. And for the owners of Select Caterpillar and Dodge Engines, I mean, that's a game changer. <laughs> Not only do you need an air filter for, I would say, about... 30 residents in the whole parish might need that particular air filter. You have to be in the market for it and see it on the clearance aisle. It, it, I mean, we're talking about a serendipitous moment that has to just, the stars are aligning if you need that. I think you just termed something that Walmart needs to do. Above the clearance aisle, they need to change that. Clearance comes off as cheap. Yeah. So they need to put signs up that says the Isle of Serendipitous. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I like where you're going. It's all about yeah. branding. Okay. Yes. Call them Walmart tomorrow. You know, I learned when I worked retail, Mr. Arthur, you don't say cheap. You say inexpensive. Inexpensive. I guess I guess the sign should say Isle of Serendipity. Oh, yes. Yeah. Isle of Serendipity. I like that. It sounds like yeah. a forgotten uh, Rudolph movie. You know, they had the... It would intrigue people to go down the aisle. Yes. Uh, but it doesn't stop there, Mr. Arthur. I get it. You know, you may not have one of those select engines. 
I get it. You know, I, I sadly don't own one of those engines either. But what everybody does need is a 40 cent poly covered notebook. Everybody needs a notebook. Now, this one kind of was a sneak attack on me because I'm going to be honest, I bought a couple of these. As you know, I love my notebooks. And uh, they were marked at 67 cents. But when I scanned them, wow, an extra 27 cents of savings. Game changer. You can roll back a lot of things, but you can't roll back the fun I had. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> buy two, get one free, and take a, nick, a dime home with you. That's well, right. that's a deal. That's I, a deal. I mean, you can't overlook the deals that I found last night. Okay. You might be saying, I'm at home. I have a lot of candy. I want a fun way to get that candy from the container to my pockets. What you're needing is a Fortnite llama pinata. Okay. That's what you need. <laughs> that beautiful, purple, ugly pinata can be yours, candy not included. I have to say, they told me I had to say candy was not included. Because I was going to be mad if I bought it home, brought it home, and there's no Tootsie Rolls in it. You can't have mm-hmm. a pinata without a Tootsie Roll. Amen. Okay, but oh, okay, okay. Maybe you're not in the party mood. Okay, you got to be in a party mood to have a Fortnite llama pinata. Okay. What if you are at home and right now we're talking about the Isle of Serendipity? You needed speaker wire for hooking up those amps and subs that we talked about last weekend, Mr. Arthur. You need the amps and subs hooked up. Amps and subs. And uh, two dollars. Two dollars for thirty foot. My goodness. That's insane. I, I mean, the deals keep on rolling. And so, you know, you're out there, you're sweating down, you're hooking up those new speakers. Maybe you want to come in the air conditioner and you, you still like working with your hands. You want a Lego set. They got the Lego set from the movie Trolls. I mean, I I've heard of good deals, but wow, you know, a Lego set for $8, I, man, it keeps on going, Mr. Arthur. If you wanted a water bottle, an aluminum water bottle to rep the the big red themselves, Winfield Senior High School, and you didn't want it to look perfect, let's say you wanted a scratch on the W, they have eight water bottles with a scratch on the W for just $5 a piece. I don't know how anybody can say these aren't deals. I, and I don't know how this place is not wiped out. I, I'm telling you, they had too much merchandise. They are looking to move. I mean, it was it was rollback nation in there, you know? And the last thing, Mr. Arthur, this is going to have you wanting to wheel right over there. They had, I, I couldn't believe when I saw it. They had roller skates that were a two-in-one deal. If you wanted to be in line, if you wanted to be one of those cool kids, or if you know you like to go old school side by side, roller skates. You could do both of wow. this set. And roller skates and roller blades all in the same shoe. Yes. And wow. I'm telling you, if you were looking for a purple or pink set for a girl size seven. They had them there, Mr. Arthur. Serendipity. Serendipity. Mr. Arthur, I think uh, 
we lost about 13 listeners because they were going over to Walmart, uh, especially now they heard about those roller skates. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you this. Right after we finish filming this tonight, I'm running over to Walmart. I'm going to go down that aisle of serendipity, and I'm going to find me a deal. Hey, if I don't come back with a llama pinata, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> Mr. Arthur, I think that's all that people need to know about us. That's about all the fun you can take right there. Wow. I don't know if I can match that level for the rest of this show, but we're about to try. On to the next segment. How are you? I'm doing well on these brand new size seven roller skates. <laughs> well, I'm just over here playing with my Fortnite llama pinata. So, does it have any Tootsie Rolls in it, Mr. Arthur? I need to know. I did not heed your warning. It did not come with candy. I've got to go back after a while. <sighs> All right. I warned you. Okay. Moving on. We are going into where is this? This is the week that was. The things that happened that you may not have been privy to. The things you might not have saw. The, uh, the water cooler talk, if you will, around the Winfield Senior High School Ag Department and FFA chapter. Mr. Arthur, what do we have for him this week? Well, this week, I'm going to tell you, Mr. Riley, it blew by me. And weeks have not been blowing by me too fast. But this week, I, I thought, went by pretty quickly. Um, and what I'm going to talk about is what we're doing in Ag 2. Our Ag 2 students are getting ready to get in the shop, start on those carpentry projects that COVID so viciously took away from us last year. We didn't get to do carpentry with those students. And so we are fixing to uh, finish up our safety of power tools, um, you know, give them that final safety exam uh, and then roll into uh, introduction to carpentry. And so I've kind of changed the script on them a little bit uh, for safety and have given them an assignment that, um, you know, some of them are enjoying and some of them are not enjoying as much, but the ones who are enjoying it, um, are doing an excellent job. We are doing commercials, 90 to 120 second safety commercials on their assigned tool with a group. And uh, I'm just going to talk real briefly about one of my groups. Uh, they're doing, uh, I don't remember exactly what tool they're doing. I can't, it's not coming to me, but they're doing a wrap for their safety video. And they have told me I couldn't see it, I couldn't hear it until uh, we present on Tuesday. They want to do all the editing for it, but they're doing it to the beat of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. These kids are too young to remember Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but that's okay. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I know that my Act 2 students, you know some of my Act 2 students pretty well. A very good group, very creative group, so I'm really looking forward to seeing those videos. I, uh, you know, we're also in the shop, Mr. Arthur, and you know, in passing, I did hear the that classic Fresh Prince beat, and you know, did take me back. I'm a big fan, big fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, that you know, it's a little bit different to uh, have us in the shop. You know, in what is early to mid October, it feels right. Weird. Um, but it, you know, is one of those things that, like you said, you know, those students, they're in Ag Two, but they got robbed of that full Ag One experience. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know what what is Ag One if you didn't at least you know build a birdhouse, a plaque, uh, you know uh, some kind of cabinet or table or something. You know you got to build something, right? And and that really it kind of helps define it. And you know we always put it at the end of the year to make them real happy so they want to sign up for the next Ag class. I, I was I not supposed to tell that, Mr. Arthur. No, we're going to actually. Well, that's fine. We're actually going to do it uh, again at the end. They'll get to do you know what they would normally have done uh, in Act Two. So we're excited to get uh, two trips to the shop this year. Yeah, that is really special, you know. And we're we're going to you know Act Three Four is going to loop around a couple of times too. Uh, we are actually, you know, we're both uh, teaching the new carpentry curriculum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the kids really don't care to hear the word curriculum, uh, but it's a really interesting combination of things that we have to teach them. It is. You know, most of it are things that a typical ag department normally teaches. The the Winfield Ag Department normally taught, you know, I would say what, Mr. Arthur, would you say about 80% of this is, is typical stuff? Yeah, other than the math that we've been doing uh, in Ag 2, uh, which I think most of the students absolutely despise, but that's okay. We're done with it. Um, it. You know, it was just a good refresher of general math using fractions and things that you would normally use in carpentry. But most of it, especially that green book, uh, is directly out of what Mr. Vines taught. Just put in a, in a textbook. Yeah, for sure. You know, he we were he was actually in the meeting. You know, last spring, uh, early spring, when we went through that whole deal and. You know, it was it was Mr. Vines approved, right? Oh yeah, for sure. That you know, we kind of we're kind of skipping ahead because uh, some of my students in Act Three Four have already built those similar projects, early projects, and so you know we we're able to, uh, for lack of a better word, clep out of some of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are in the I love saying this word, Mr. Arthur, octagonal picnic tables. I'm excited about this picnic table. I, I mean, you saw them earlier. Uh, didn't it look nice to be laid it out? Did. It did. You know, they're not attached. Nothing is, you know, fastened together. But uh, it, we were originally going to cut out the tabletop, assemble the tabletop, just so we had something to look at. Because I, I kind of lose perspective. If You know, you, you see that long cut list, and you just cut and cut and cut. I, I kind of lose. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like a kid. I'm impatient, Mr. Arthur. Right. But we went ahead and cut everything out, and I didn't tell you that uh, everything I think is cut out and laid on that other table. I'm excited to see them next week. Put those together, and you know, we I think we've told most of our students that those are, you know, being are going to be put out in front of the ag shop, um, you know, for us to do some activities outside and kind of have an outdoor classroom, uh, you know, or maybe even for lunch or. Or breakfast and then eat their meals outside i think it's going to be a great addition to our actually i think so too you know we we think about all the the memories in the ag department and if we can make it even a little bit more uh if we can just build scenery around what they're already experiencing it's going to make the experience even better you know right yeah the uh they're I think they're going to go together pretty well. Um, the we kind of broke up, and uh, you know, like a team of three or four, mm-hmm. we're cutting out different things, and so I'm, I'm anxious to see because the idea is, you know, they all kind of worked on this one, 
or they all did work on this one, but they, you know, just had different parts. And, you know, then next week we're going to break off and they're going to be responsible for a table on their own. Uh, and so hopefully, in the, you know, the next month we have, what was our goal? Uh, four? Before four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see that uh, it's kind of, I, I don't know, Mr. Arthur, I, I'm excited and I'm glad that it's, you know, cinching up together. Yeah, I agree. The, uh, you know, that's Ag 3-4 and that's Ag 2. That's leaving out one critical part of the the equation, Mr. Arthur. We got to talk about our Ag 1s. Ag 1 it is. Ag 1. What's, Mr. Arthur, what is Ag 1 learning? Ag 1 is uh, probably right in the middle of our PLAR unit. I think we're two weeks in now and, um, you know, we, we talked to our students today and I think the end of our class today, Mr. Riley, was probably the most excited I've seen our kids. Um, and, you know, while in P-Law, that is. And uh, I, maybe it was because it was their Friday. I'm not sure. Um, but I thought we had an excellent end of class today. I think so, too. That You know, we, me and you are kind of, uh, we, we like taking the pulse, so to speak, of the kids. And, uh you know, it's hard for a a fourteen year old. Is that how old a freshman is? About fourteen. Like that, yeah, yeah it, it's hard for a fourteen year old, fifteen year old, whatever, to to see the importance of things like parliamentary law, parliamentary procedure, and uh, you know, communicating how to run a business meeting effectively. Sometimes it's lost on a on a young teenager. That's right. And I, I think we've done about as good of a job as you can communicate that and keeping it fun, keeping it lively, while also hitting the uh, most important parts. Well, it's a difficult topic to teach because you know, as a teacher, that it can be kind of dry. And uh, you know, like you said, we I think we've done about as good of a job as as you can do, making it interactive and as, as fun as it can be. Um, and today, as we they began to see a little bit of doing demonstrations and debating and they they began to open up to the idea of PLOS. So I think in the coming weeks that we're going to see a lot more participation. I hope we see a lot more participation because that makes class uh, all the more fun. I think they really, I mean, you know, I'm agreeing with you. I I think they might be starting to see that, that connection. You know, we're starting to get that light bulb moment with some of them. But if they, I, I, I really liked what we did, you know, where we teamed them up and they had to come up with a debate. That way they weren't on an island trying to come up with something. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked that. And uh, it, it was one of those days where we were going hard when the when that three o'clock yeah. announcement went off to, to send them home. And, and that's always a good position, I think, to be in. Right, you know, because they they were still given, uh, you know, a good Friday effort, if you will. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the um, and what the other thing that I and we saw part of this last week. I don't think I mentioned it. Was uh, it's fun seeing these kids as they are learning new terms, new phrases, and they're trying to put it together. And sometimes they'll make new phrases. 
Oh yeah. And you know they, you know you, they're. It's almost like you're learning how to read, and you're start like, well, is this a word kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know last week we had a a debate where they oppose the opposer and they oppose <laughs> the opposer of the opposed and you know i was having to get out a chalkboard and keep up with mental math on who they were trying to refer to and and this week as we you know today we learned division of the assembly division of the house um you know one of our young scholars said uh, double division, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was funny. You were talking about the opposed of the opposer, the, whatever they said the other day. And, you know, after we told them about they couldn't break the rules of decorum, mm-hmm. it's so funny to watch them because they think that's like a law. And, and it just cracks me up. Like, they will not directly criticize another speaker, which is great. That's a great habit to have. But they... You know, then like they were saying, they could. They were, you're trying to track who they were talking about. You know, I was the opposer of the opposed, and you're thinking, my God, what who are you talking? About? It's it, it has been really fun to watch some of them try to, you know, uh, was it assimilate or associate those terms together? Yes. Uh, and, and to to build that pilaw vocabulary when we haven't given them the full dictionary yet to do so. Yeah, and, and that whole deal, I you want to be able to to break this down and, and you know we don't get political and we refuse right. to get political um and i think that's imperative on our side you know to to refuse that and to keep that separated but what we're doing is we're showing them how those circles are supposed to operate right and, and i think that's a, a very if, if we could do that right now in our country again without getting political like if you could just say hey this is how you debate this is how you discuss this is how you accomplish business mm-hmm. without calling out your fellow person you know right. I, I think that'd be a great lesson and you know it's one of those things uh our politicians didn't go through a winfield high school parliamentary procedure course well, we learned that in the you know in the past several weeks with presidential debates and the uh, confirmation hearings of, of Supreme Court justice. Right. You, all you got to do is turn on the TV, and you can see. And so I think it's you know they right now are not thinking it's important, um, but it, it won't be long. You know, I even as young as I am can see the importance of it. So it won't be long before that light bulb really comes on uh, when they can see it. I don't know where it happened for you, but you know, a lot of times, most of the news I watched was with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they were classic Wheel of Fortune, evening news kind of people, and uh, that, yeah, I, I think if they can just, you know, take a step back, and that's what you know we talked about earlier at supper. You know, a lot of a lot of things that we do, you know, it needs perspective. You know, you. Mm-hmm. Need, be able to take a step back and i think when they do that in a few years and, and i mean it'll take a while i'm not saying it's gonna happen over the weekend but there's enough examples of bad parliamentary procedure i mean it happens constantly right uh, the you know what we keep on stressing is guys these are the tools you can use you know parliamentary procedure is such a you know, minority has a voice, but the majority will rule. Uh, 
here are the tools to make sure you get your voice heard as effectively as it can be done. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's such a, a vital thing. And, you know, they may not see the importance now, but uh, th- I think they will eventually. So the, uh, you know, as it was wrapping up, you, uh, you know, saw, you know, a, you know, we keep on sharing each other's toolbox and, you know, playbook and that kind of thing. And, and, and you saw that where I love to, you know, get them up, get them standing, get the blood flow in these, you know, hour and one minute or 101 minute classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you made them stand up and, and you were talking about uh, the weekend is nigh. And, and that just cracked me up so much. And I went and wrote it on the board. And, uh, you know, nigh, uh, the weekend is nigh or, or whatever is nigh. Uh, you know, and you told me later, you know, you were quoting the office, which I love the office so much. And uh, Dwight is such a character. But, <laughs> Mr. Arthur, do you know where the nigh word comes from? Does it have something to do with night? You know, I think that is part of it um, because, you know, when you spell it out, it's literally night with no T. Right. Uh, But it's a Germanic origin and it's related to the Dutch na or the German na. Yeah. And uh, the the best that it could do is uh, it means nearby Mm -hmm. um, or near and uh, what and I think you know it's that idea of as soon as a day dawns, the night is getting closer, right? And you know eventually uh, night. But whatever, I, I just thought that was a kind of a I'd never thought about the etymology of it. And, mm-hmm. But uh, Mr. Arthur, do you have anything else from our classes? Our classes this week? I, I don't think so. It was a great week. Um, you know, I've. I've I think that our students are doing an excellent job in the classroom, um, whether we tell them that enough or not, they're doing an excellent job. And of course, grades are coming out uh, next week. They'll get report cards. And uh, if you're listening to this, any assignments that you're struggling with haven't completed yet, we need those done ASAP so we can get those grades in. So shoot us an email and hopefully you can get those done over the weekend. Yeah, didn't uh, Doc say that she wanted everything in by Monday? Monday, that's right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, we don't tell you enough. We don't we don't tell our students enough how good of a job that they do. Uh, and that's something that I'm going to talk about here in a couple of segments is, uh, well, I'll talk about it then. But, you know, we have great students, Mr. Arthur. We definitely do. And uh, I, hope, I hope I never take that for granted. Um, I mean, I, I wish that for all of us teachers, you know, I hope we don't um, take our students for granted that we got a great bunch. And uh, if we didn't say it to you this week, you know, we're proud of you. And I hope you're, uh, I hope you're finished with your work. And if not, please be listening to this and please finish it. So, Mr. Arthur, you got anything else? That's all I have. All right. We go on to the next segment. I guess you're not silly tonight. 
Mr. Arthur. Yeah, somebody calling me? All right, here we go to when is this FFA news that affect us on the chapter, district, area, state, and national levels? Mr. Arthur, we have a lot, but not a lot of news this week. Most of it's not very good news. Well, you know, uh, it's not. I, I can't argue with that. Uh, we We're have... Right love it, but it's not real good news. Yeah, it, it's not. But, you know, I've had, uh, again, talking about perspective, I, I've had some perspective. I'm a, I've come to terms with it, Mr. Arthur. Well, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, we've talked about it several times this week, and I'm, I'm trying. I'm meditating over it. Well, as Mr. Arthur is sitting over there meditating in his meditation corner, uh, I'm going to go through the email uh, very abruptly. The email was, uh, it had about five points. I don't really care about what one, three, four, and five were. Uh, My eyes went to the second one. Well, I, I, I take that back, Mr. Arthur. It went to the first and the second one. I forgot what the first one was, but I, I do now. Uh, the first one only affects three people, three of our our children, and that is, you know, once again, area two uh, officer elections have been moved uh, due to so many of our area that was affected by Delta, just with the power outages and uh, internet connectivity issues. And, you know, I think we had just a poor infrastructure post Laura and and I think I think that really made us suffer even more I know it did locally um because you know Delta wasn't that bad especially you know compared to what its cousin Laura was um but you know we were just a little bit weak at the moment right but anyway that you know that got pushed back for is that the fourth time If if it's not the fourth, it sure feels like it. Right. Yeah. I. Yeah. I I can't even count, Mr. Arthur. But uh, yeah, it, it certainly feels like the fourth, and uh, you know, not going for hyperbole, but it does feel like the fourth. But the uh, the other thing, number two, was the thing that affected the most students, mm-hmm. and it kind of hit me the hardest because. You know, area office, as I, as we just said, has been moved several times. You know, if if we had it, if we have it in March, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at this moment, um, just because so many things keep happening. But the other thing was, you know, for about five episodes, I think in a row, we have talked about how excited we are to start LDEs, the leadership development events. We've talked about how excited we are to go back and you know our quest for our 12th state title in parliamentary law you know we started that quest a couple weeks ago with our first practice well in the email point number two was all ldes have been moved to state convention and for the for the uninformed for the the young at heart uh state convention is the first week of june so we've literally moved a contest six months back um and you know not necessarily it didn't necessarily have to be moved six months back but we have a a busy spring 
Right. So that was put at the, the earliest really available date, uh, which was state convention. I, uh, I don't have many words, you know, again, me and Mr. Arthur, uh, when, when we saw it, you know, uh, it, it, Mr. Arthur, it felt like one of those movies where you see them running through the flowers, meeting each other and embracing, except we were uh, kind of enraged and wanted to, uh, hmm. I'm not gonna say anything negative, but you know we had we had negative thoughts. Not not gonna lie. Yeah, definitely did. Um, it, it, you know, it's not that we're mad at somebody in particular. It's just we're frustrated. Our kids have worked so so hard. They were just as excited as we were. Um, you know, on the quest for number twelve, and just to have those uh, using a pillow term here, have those dreams tabled for a little while. Yes. Um, you know, it's not. It's not a good feeling, for sure, because it's something we work really hard at. and something we want to be successful in. But uh, I, I think I shared this morning on Facebook, every dog's going to have his day. So we'll have our day. It's just going to be in eight months. You know, and I think we, we've we already mentioned this with the shop projects. You know, I'm thinking about the Ag 2 students because, you know, people joke that you never got to finish your first year of teaching yeah and with our ag one students they, they didn't get to finish their first year of ag uh, and, and so this so many of those uh so many of our p-law members are in ag two mm-hmm. and it feels like they are getting and i know you know the seniors last year the seniors this year are really getting the a short end of the stick on a whole but but these kids are are having their whole foundation shaped by what mm-hmm. this year and what last year is you know right and, it's uh, definitely not been what we would hope for uh, but we're making the best out of it that's all i can say we're making the best out of it and that's what you know i and i do this a lot i'm a very passionate guy and i like i uh you know sometimes i don't really have an anger issue i, I just like to show my passion you know mm-hmm. and and i like i don't hold much back and you know when we got that news i, I was just uh, distraught if you will and you know we, we continued we had p-law practice that day which i thought was important I'm right really, i'm really glad we had p-law practice that day but you know i just you you want to the kids to see that you care about it you know i didn't want to be flipping about it and be like oh whatever you know that right. they need to know that we care and that and that hurt us because it hurt them too mm-hmm. uh, but you know with perspective i'm seeing you know now we have so much more time around the department we, we can really focus on our community and school which that was a push we were having uh this year anyway and, and now we don't have uh the distraction of uh competition really until uh february march and, right so uh the the next item was uh again we're talking about the state fair quiz bowl just the fun evening on uh election night because what else are you doing election night you know just uh enjoying uh you know potentially catching a, a nice dub if you will um 
State Fair Quiz Bowl. We, we're uh, reaching out to a couple of you uh, about it. It really is focusing on animal science because it is the State Fair. And we're going to reach out to you all in the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're about three weeks out from that. So that that is something that we have FFA coming up. I do want to quickly say, Mr. Arthur, that I thought the two ladies that we had on the radio last week was pretty great. You know, it's a, it's an honor and a privilege to work as closely as we have been with local radio uh, and reaching an audience who maybe we're not getting on Facebook or Instagram or, or through our Facebook posts. But, uh, you know, this group of ladies, we had Lauren Poole, uh, our underclassman vice president, and Graceland Chevalier, who was our treasurer, on talking about the happenings uh, of our FFA chapter. And I believe it was two weeks before that, Mr. Riley, that we had Peyton Little and Parker Carlino on the radio, uh, you know, also doing the same thing and promoting our chapter and what we're doing and how we're trying to be in the community. If we continue to do that and, and to get our presence out there, it's not about us. It's about promoting agriculture and agriculture awareness. Uh, and, and really, for, for you and I, Mr. Riley, it's about promoting these students that we have. And I think that the radio is an excellent avenue and media to do that. You know, when we first when we did it that first week and uh, Miss Mason Alexis Harper, who runs the radio uh, morning show locally, uh, you know, when we went in there, she was like, y'all aren't getting on the radio talking to me and you. We we're like, absolutely not. It's <laughs> not about us. And I think anybody that listens to this podcast know that we might have hogged the microphone. Oh, yeah. It's not our time. It is not our time. Uh, I love uh, being in the, just in the background. The kids are the whole show. I mean, you know, they're they're everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not important. Nope. I once heard a pastor say my his goal as a pastor was to make himself not needed. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of I think a great position for an FFA advisor to be in. Right. And that's kind of what we've been preaching to our kids with the POA and all, all those things. Um, we're not needed. This is a student-run organization. They are the most important thing. 100%. So on the radio, they did promote Operation Christmas Child, mm-hmm. which, Mr. Arthur, would you like to give the specifics? I know you kind of have them memorized. Well, I, you know, I don't have everything memorized, but we're doing a drive. Uh, for Operation Christmas Child, and for those of you who do not know what we're referring to, it is a program uh, through the Billy Graham Foundation uh, to get Christmas boxes of toys and needed items out to children around the world who don't get Christmas gifts. And, um, you know, through that, we're hoping to collect uh, between us and and 4-H around 100 boxes. Uh, We're going to work with uh, the Wind Parish Junior Leaders, as well as the WSHS 4-H Club, um, to get to help meet our goal, um, we are asking students to donate. We're for my classes, uh, you know, have some bonus point opportunities, and I've told you guys about that. But it's not about that. It's about getting those gifts out to those needy students. Um, you know, Christmas is such a special time 
for many of us and just imagine you not being able to get a gift and for these children who are receiving these boxes just a shoe box they're so so very excited to get those shoe boxes and to have them filled with all kind of goodies and things that they probably have never seen before it's just really special and so um, we are collecting those until october the 29th and then we will partner with the junior leader club to have a huge packing party we've also and uh correct me if i'm wrong mr arthur we've also had some interest from around the school i think uh coach is talking about having the basketball team help out with that yeah yeah so you know we encourage any club in the school that would like to partner with us to do that again it's not about us it's about the community it's about how we can lend a helping hand and so if we can exceed that goal of 100 boxes it would be excellent and if you feel like you don't know what to buy you can't uh, any monetary money donations are greatly appreciated we'll take 100 percent of those um, and buy supplies for those boxes you know, I hate to bring this up at this moment because this is a very serious matter, but the, uh, but in all seriousness, you know, check things like the clearance aisle at Walmart. It's a, yeah. it's a great place yeah. to find uh, things while not having to spend a ridiculous amount of money. If, if you're interested in doing that, I have some lists in my room um, of the items that you can put in and bring. I'll be more than happy to, and I need to post that on Google Classroom, I guess. And we also um, need to be more. We also need to post it on our uh, Facebook page, Mr. Arthur. Yeah, and uh, more than happy to give that information to you, and uh, and we'll take those donations whenever you can get them to us. Yeah, and that uh, you know is such a great thing that one of our committees you know is spearheading, and uh, I'm so glad that that was one of the the items that they wanted to do. Uh, on and other uh, really the last bit of FFA news is October 29th is uh, a perfect storm of deadlines and dates uh, a singular date for the Ag Department that is the day that all Thanksgiving orders for our Southern Heritage Meats order is due so if you are expecting to get your turkey pecan pie king cake cookie dough whatever you want to order if you're wanting to get it for Thanksgiving those orders are due October 29th uh, in addition to that FFA dues which are $20 this year because you get uh, access to a lot of things including a free t-shirt uh, that is also due the 29th and uh, your 4-H dues I know this isn't the 4-H podcast but it is the Ag Ed podcast um, so your 4-H dues are $10 they're also due to us that same day so take October 29th circle it on your calendar put a star on it um, and know that you know that day is going to be full of, of deadlines so don't don't forget it's, uh, you know, one thing me and Mr. Arthur struggle with is deadlines. Uh, so keep uh, thinking about it. And, uh, you know, if, if we need to work with you on any of that, please let us know. We're uh, as flexible as we can be. We can uh, reach out if we need, uh, you know, monetary help or, or whatever. We can find avenues. Just let us know. Keep us updated. So, Mr. Arthur, I think, uh, I know that we are running long. I, I think that's all for FFA News. Is that yep, that's all I have. All right, guys, uh, let's go into the next segment.
All right, we are to why is this? These are quotes that help define Mr. Arthur and myself and how we kind of feel about education and the world at this moment in time. So uh, me and Mr. Arthur, for once in our life, actually planned a little bit uh, together before we got started. And Mr. Arthur, I believe I have written down you were going to go first. Yeah, so I have two pretty uh, short quotes for you. I'll do one and then Mr. Riley and I'll switch out. But the first one that I chose today um, spoke to me, and I hope that you get that same uh, message from it. But it says, you did not wake up this morning to be mediocre. Arthur's unknown. Uh, But why wake up every day uh, and not do everything 100%? Why go through the day and not give your full uh, amount of energy to every single thing that you do? And this quote got me thinking about what is mediocre? And um, so I did some research. It was funny earlier you were talking about the roots of words. and The roots of mediocre are, are Greek from the words medial, uh, meaning in the middle, and okris, which means mountain. So in the middle of the mountain, you know, just kind of stuck there, uh, you know, not doing uh, to the fullest of your ability, uh, just kind of in the motion of things. And so I think it's very important that every day when you come to class, every day, maybe some of you have a job that you go to in the afternoon or, or whatever it is that you do, do it 100%. There's no sense in waking up and doing everything 50%, you're already up. You know, uh, I, I don't know how else to put it, but, uh, you know, for me, I'm going to take that as a personal challenge that every time I do something, that I'm going to give it everything that I have. That, uh, you know, that, that makes me think about that Bible verse that I won't mention, but, uh, you know, do everything. Do everything, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as best as you can, for sure. Uh that really goes hand in hand. I'm sorry, Mr. Arthur, was that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. The uh, That really goes hand in hand with my first one, which we do several times. Don't know how, but I'm just going to roll with it. Uh, I was thinking about the movie Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Have, you ever, have you ever seen Field of Dreams? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, you know, I'm such a big baseball fan. Uh, but in it, they are... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get deep into it, but there's this old man who uh, died, and, and they're talking to uh, his ghost, whatever. Anyway, and you know they're giving him the opportunity to come back and play baseball. And he says, you know, he, he's talking about, you know, that part of me is over. You know, that part of me is done. It's fine because he says this, Archie Graham in the movie says this, we just don't recognize life's most significant moments while they're happening. Back then I thought, well, there'll be other days. I didn't realize that that was the only day because what I didn't say was he got promoted to the big leagues and he got one at bat and then they sent him back down to the minors and that was the only time he ever got called up to the majors mm-hmm. you know he kept saying you know there'll be other days but that was the only day you know we don't realize how important days are you know we don't realize the significance and earlier you know i was talking about perspective um you know 
the reason why you should, you know, to piggyback off your quote, the reason why you should live every day to the fullest is because you don't know what that day is going to have. That's right. You, you don't know what, you know, with perspective, you don't know what that day meant in the grand scheme of, of your life, you know. And, and it's sad about, you know, we, we said that this week flew by. It's sad because there's parts of my week I can't remember right now. I know. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things. I know there's at least seven students right now that can come back and tell me something. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. And, you know, those those things are so meaningful to so many people. And I, at the moment, I can't remember it. But it's, mm-hmm. it's just such a major thing to me is, you know, be your best self as much as you can be, you know. Right. Uh, you know, that seemed kind of cliche, but... Um, I, I think that's a, a very important thing that we need to do more. Yeah, I, I agree with you for sure. So that's all for that quote, Mr. Arthur. Okay. Um, my next one is uh, when I saw the quote, it kind of caught me off guard. But I liked it after I read it and thought about it for a minute. And it's a Dr. Seuss quote. Um, it says, you have to be odd to be number one. And I looked at that for about 45 seconds, just kind of letting my wheels spin. Sometimes my wheels spin kind of slow. And I looked at it and I reread it. I said, I'll reread it right now. You have to be odd to be number one. And it got me to thinking, what does odd mean? You know, we have a, you think about words and a definition or thought comes to mind, but I looked up in Webster's Dictionary, odd. It's different. Uh, markedly from the usual ordinary or accepted. I said, okay, well, let me get a second opinion. I looked up dictionary. Dictionary had a pretty interesting definition of odd. It said fantastic, bizarre. And, you know, use a thesaurus, you change out odd to fantastic. You have to be fantastic to be number one. And we talk about in Winfield FFA chapter all the time how we believe we are number one. We're the best. We strive to be the best. And maybe because we do that, we are odd. Maybe we are differing markedly from the usual or the accepted. But that's what makes us fantastic. And so just because um, you think about yourself and what it what it's going to take for you to get to the top you have that quality you have to find that quality you have to hone in on that quality sometimes Um, but that odd that fantastic quality is in each and every person you just have to find it that that I, I really like that Mr. Arthur really really do um you know, I'm going to take part of that. You know, you're talking about Winfield, and you know, we talk about the pride and the tradition. And uh, I went with uh, Field of Dreams for my first quote. I'm going mm-hmm. with Field of Dreams for my second quote. Um, okay. And this this is something that came up, and I don't know if you remember this. I don't. I don't remember. Me and Mr. Arthur spent a lot of time with each other during the week, um, and I I consider it a great honor, Mr. Arthur. I, I enjoy our time together. Always. 
always a good time. And um, we something something was said, and, and you like jokingly was like, "Man, this is heaven," you know. <laughs> and, and I don't I don't remember what it was, you know. Maybe you saw a great basketball play. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, and I said, "No, it's Iowa." Yeah. You, do you remember that? I do. Okay, and I, I again, I don't remember the context of what we were talking about. Thank you. It, you know, definitely could have been. We do like to partake <laughs> of food, um, but it comes from my my comment came from Field of Dreams because mm-hmm. Ray is talking to his dad, and again, it's his dad's ghost. He's talking to the the treasured past you know kind of thing and Ray's dad says this is heaven and and uh, Ray says no it's Iowa and his dad goes Iowa I could have sworn this was heaven <laughs> and then he goes he looks around and the dad goes oh yeah it's the place where dreams come true and then Ray goes Ray looks around he sees his wife he sees their daughter. They're playing on the porch. He looks back at his dad, who his dad had passed away when he was so young and he didn't get, you know, a good childhood with him. And Ray thinks about all of it. And with perspective, he goes, you know, maybe this is heaven. Um, there, you know, we both have a love for this community. And uh, both of us, you know, definitely uh well i'm not gonna get religious i'm not gonna get spiritual but you know not saying this is our literal heaven uh but we we both have a love for this community and and we both um could be like ray you know saying this is iowa and and then thinking about it you know maybe this is something better than that Mm -hmm. some i'm gonna be honest mr arthur you know, and I, I jokingly said that in the past 40 days, I didn't have electricity for half of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good that timeline is, but I did go without electricity for 20 days. Yep. I don't know what time period it was. And there was times during that that I kind of felt angry. And, you know, it was almost like something didn't want me here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but the more I think about it, you know, I was just hurting just as much as everybody else was. Yeah. You know, I feel like I am Winfield and, you know, and I know you feel the same way. Uh, and, you know, what in whatever capacity it is, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be working with you. We're, if, you know, we carry on and we talk about this tradition and the pride that we have, but we are Winfield, you know, and, and I think the the faster that kids see that and the faster that kids take on that pride and they feel that pride and, you know, we're coming up on homecoming and right. soaking up, you know, like have that pride because like we talked about with our first quotes, you know, don't act like there'll be other days. Treat today. Have that pride today. Be happy today. And uh, the faster you do that, the happier I think your life will be. No doubt. No doubt. So, Mr. Arthur, that's all I have. That's all I have as well. 
All right, guys, y'all know what it is. It is time for the last segment of the evening. Learn me something. All right, Mr. Arthur, you are correct. I'm about to learn you something. We are to what is this? This is the quiz part of the show where Mr. Arthur acts like he won't know the answers to my questions and then does pretty well. And I should know Mr. Arthur's questions and I won't know any of them. <laughs> tis, tis tradition. Tis tradition. So, Mr. Arthur, I believe we also agreed I would go first here. Yes. All right. So, for the sake of time, I'm just going to jump in. Mr. Arthur, one of my favorite bands that I have loved these guys since I was in high school, Mr. Arthur. Um, It started out with me just loving the hits, and you know how it goes. You start listening to the deep cuts, and you kind of like all of it if you really like the band. But that... That is me with the Killers. Have you ever heard of the Killers, Mr. Arthur? I have not. All right, perfect. The Killers are an American rock band. They were formed in 2001. Uh, and in 2001, they consisted of Brandon Flowers and Dave Keening. They have had several hits. They won several awards in their almost 20-year history. Brandon and Dave started the band in Brandon's hometown. His hometown is a suburb of what desert attraction city? Hint, in Spanish, the name of this city means the meadows. Okay. Um, Desert attraction city. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking... Um, you know, there's not too many of those. No. Uh, first one that came to mind was Salt Lake City, which also, it means Salt Lake City. You know, that's English. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> Good point. So, did you say what origin the, the name was? In Spanish. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's Las Vegas. It is Las Vegas. Good job, Mr. Arthur. I had no idea the name of the city meant the meadows. I had no idea either. That's new to me. Which kind of makes sense. You know, it's like the oasis in the desert. Right. So, uh, that was in 2001 they started. In 2002, the band would add more members. Uh, They would also create their logo. This logo is still used by the band and has become an iconic part of rock history. They were inspired by the album art of a certain classic rock album that highlighted which singer's 30 number one hits. Hint, the singer is the pride of Tupelo, helping Mississippi claim itself as the birthplace of American music. Elvis? It is Elvis Presley himself. I know Elvis. You just knew that right off the bat. You said Tupelo. Yeah, you know, it, I'm not going to throw much shade, but you know, it. He is Tupelo's favorite son for a couple of reasons. 
He's only son. Go ahead, moving on. Yeah, only son. There you go. Perfect. That's like what my mama said. I was her favorite son. Yeah, you know, that's like the sign. Uh, if any of you've never seen this, sorry, but here's a little history. You're driving through Hope, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and the sign says "Home of President Bill Clinton." And you're thinking that's about the only thing this town's known for, you know. But it is what it is. Tupelo. It's a beautiful city. Go visit Elvis's home. And, you know, I've also seen uh, Bill Clinton's childhood home. Yeah. Until the age of eight. Was that right? Yeah, something like that. I don't, I don't remember. Anyway. So, still talking about the killers. Okay. In their formative years, they would practice uh, basically in two different places. Okay. One place, or those two places together, would be where they would birth their first album hot fuss uh, which it had many of the band's most well known tracks and that's one that I've listened to start to finish a lot uh, it's really good uh, but one practice spot was their drummer Ronnie Venucci's garage the other was the band room at the university where Ronnie was studying classical percussion name the university hint this university had a reputation as a great basketball school when it had a coach that liked to chew on a towel during games. Mm. Are you familiar well, with the coach that liked to chew on a towel? That didn't that didn't hit me. Um, there was a prominent university basketball program in the Vegas area. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 80s and 90s. Yep. And that was UNLV. UNLV, um, the Running Rebels. Is that correct? That is correct. Oh, crap. Okay, that was shot in the dark. Uh, Jerry Tarkanian? Yeah, I, I don't know much about UNLV other than the fact that, uh, you know, they played teams like Duke, I think, and upset them in Kentucky and uh, in, in LSU had a couple runnings with them but right. yeah I knew that they, they had had a very successful program in the 80s and 90s he uh, he used the towel uh, as kind of a uh, it, it became a, a trademark of his he, he did it out of a superstition uh, he, he started chewing on towels when he was coaching high school ball Southern okay. California um, he, he said that the they would give him a, a two towels and he would rotate because they'd get soaked. Oh, gross. <laughs> the more you know, though, huh? The more you know. But anyway, Mr. Parker, that is uh, the killers with questions that even a music lover will know. Or, well, Mr. Robert. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I misspoke. Even a, not a music lover would know. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Okay. You've talked more about basketball tonight than I'm going to. Okay. okay. Um, and I put on here, wait, basketball? Uh, not this week, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Arthur is going to flip the script. Ooh. Um, and I should probably shouldn't have said flip the script because I'm not talking about music. Um, we're going to talk about softball. 
Okay. And there's a reason, but we'll get to that reason after a while. Um, growing up in Orlando, Florida, this young lady always dreamed of being a softball great. After graduating from Dr. Phillips High School in 1997, she rejected multiple collegiate offers and decided to try out as a walk-on pitcher for the University of Florida in Gainesville. What is the name of this now softball great? Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you this, Mr. Riley. I think most people who are not huge softball fans, you know, when they hear the term softball, they automatically think of uh, Jenny Finch. Right. It's not Jenny. You know, Jenny went to the University That's of Arizona. Right. Yeah. But at the time that this program, or the University of Florida softball program in the 90s, was not real famous. It was not real renowned. So. You, you may not get this first one, but I think you'll be all right on the second thing. Okay, Mr. Arthur, does she call games on ESPN? She doesn't. Okay, then I have no idea. Okay, it's Beth Torina. Okay. Okay. Um, and so I'm I'm talking a little bit about Torina. Okay. Torina would work her way up from a walk-on pitcher for the Gators to a starter in no time. During her tenure at UF, she made 139 appearances with 105 starts and posted 23 shutouts along with 716.2 innings pitched. As a senior, she had a career-best 1.75 ERA. Tarina and her arm led the Gators to national spotlight and helped them claim their first-ever conference championship in 1998 and two NCAA tournament appearances, the program's first in 98 and then again in 2000. Because of her excellence on the field, and after making a few pit stops at other universities, which SEC school picked up Torina as their head coach? Uh, Would that be a school that is local? Yep. Would that be the Louisiana State University? It is the Louisiana State University. That's correct. Okay. I thought I I remember the name. I thought. 2012, Louisiana State University hired Coach Beth Torino. Now, she took over a program that was already pretty successful, but she has continued to build the legacy at LSU. Coach Torino has led the Tigers to every NCAA tournament since she was hired, six super regional appearances and four Women's College World Series appearances. What do you think her win percentage has been while she's been at LSU? And that's regular season, postseason, everything? Yes. Uh, well... Now, I will tell you this, Mr. Riley. The SEC is probably one of the toughest softball conferences in the country. Right. Um... Yeah, because typically, I mean, just to make it, you would you would think around five hundred. Um, yeah, she is, you know, I would say better than. I'm I'm gonna say six fifty. Okay, uh, it's six ninety nine. Okay, right. um, she's posted a three hundred sixty and one fifty five record. Wow. Um, 
the one that, well there's two things that she has not yet accomplished and i have full faith that this is coming uh, has never won an sec title mm-hmm. now that's in the light of the university of alabama and her alma mater university of florida being very successful and constantly in the national finals right and she has not won a national championship now the tigers have come away third place twice um but she has done an excellent job uh, you know that softball here in louisiana is a huge deal we talked today about the number of girls that we have that play travel ball you know in our classes it's incredible right i went to lsu not knowing a whole lot about softball other than the fact that i had watched the fluorine lady black cats the town that i grew up in win four back-to-back state championships and you know an excellent group of girls who uh, played travel ball and, and brought flooring softball to a state uh, spotlight but i didn't know much about the game and so i went to lsu and i remember one game i was the only student in the outfield and so they called me up to the you know somebody came out i think and got me out of the outfield because that's where the students would sit during a game and they said you need to come sit in the um the season ticket spot uh, just for tonight because you're the only student here and so they recognized me in front of the whole stadium i was embarrassed as all you know just was going to sporting events you know how much i love sporting events right. and uh, after that i got to meet coach Tariq. and it was it was excellent experience and getting to meet her and just i mean just an incredible person sometimes you think about these d1 coaches they just they can be kind of nonchalant or arrogant almost mm-hmm. But she, she's definitely not. And I followed them to Florida State University for a super regional. And that's really where I got to know her and her husband, Nick. And um, so the reason that I decided to not to do this and to flip the script uh, was because Beth Tarina is celebrating her birthday today. And um, earlier this afternoon, I sent out a tweet to her, you know, wishing her a happy birthday. Um, and you know i was laughing before we started uh the podcast because she sent me a text and she said uh we sure miss seeing you thanks for the message i hope you're doing well so i'm going to send this link to her and tell her that uh, you know we talked about it on the podcast tonight but uh, if you're listening coach happy birthday to you uh, we're hoping maybe we can get a couple of winfield tigers down to watch a game in lsu this season whether that's softball girls or maybe we make it Mr. Riley to a um, a state event at LSU where we can go to a game and uh, you know catch a couple innings at Tiger Park. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. That's all I have. All right, Mr. Arthur. I think that was a, a great I, – I love that at the end. I'm glad you changed it up a little bit um, because, you know, uh, you know, we love all sports. Uh, absolutely. So, equal sport lover yeah so uh, that has been you know again we have went over time uh, we have uh, our freshmen are now really going to dread to have to listen to this so Mr. Arthur do you have anything else you need to add I don't think so All right, guys we said it in class and I'll say it again we love y'all I hope you have a great weekend uh, please do all the assignments that we have assigned to you and uh, we hope to see you next week. Mr. Chairman, 
<laughs> Mr. Speaker. I move that we adjourn. Do I hear a second? Second. I now declare this meeting adjourned. <laughs>